0: This is a podcast of a visit to the Odyssey Cinema in London Road, St Albans, a restored former Odeon cinema which was in terrible state back in the 1990s and now is a jewel in the cultural scene of St Albans. First, I met Andrew, one of the team, and asked him what he did.
1: Uh, So I'm a bar staff member here at the Odyssey, Um, so I serve your drinks, I do the speeches, the introductions for the films, things like that.
0: Yeah, now everybody does a little intro for the, for the films, don't they? So, or not everybody, but a lot of people do intros. Tell us a little bit about doing those. It's quite nerve-wracking right in front of a big audience waiting for a film.
1: Yes, it is nerve-wracking. Um, I think the difficult thing is just people just being themselves. Um, I think that's the main thing about doing the intros. But it's generally just, you know, to give people a little bit of a kind of a human feeling to the film rather than just, you know, having the film just come on randomly. I think it's a nice thing, that, a nice little touch we
0: add. Yeah, otherwise it can be there's the ads here's the film that's yeah. it kind of thing so now you, you know a little bit about um the history of of uh, the odyssey cinema tell us a little bit about about ha- what what this was in the past how this all came to be so
1: um around the start of the 20th century um it was opened by uh, someone who was trying to get their short films out um and it was sort of a a kind of luxury place. They had a, um, I think it was a swimming pool and a hairdresser.
0: A swimming pool?
1: Yes. Um, that was used during the day, and then in the evenings, he would show his short films, you know, when cinema was sort of starting out. Um, and then that carried on for a while, and then there was a big fire uh, in the 1920s, um, so the cinema had to close, and it was then reopened as the, Odyssey, um, as the Odeon in the 1940s, which then carried on up until the 90s. Um, when it was closed again because it wasn't making enough sales, and then obviously we had um, James Hanaway open it up as the Odyssey back in 2014. So
0: no. Yeah, I can I can remember the the Odion as it was in its dying days. I have to say, and, uh, and and the problem was everybody. The theory was everybody said, well, look, big films are coming out on television now. Everybody wants to watch them at television or at these kind of huge multiplex things. And this this was kind of neither. So it closed down in the early 90s.
1: Yes, the early 90s. Um, i I, I can't say exactly why, but I assume it was because it was dwindling. And I think you said your experience yourself. It wasn't the nicest place. It
0: was awful. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> it had basically been turned into a three-screen cinema with two downstairs underneath the circle. The circle had a gaping hole that you looked out over yeah. <laughs> to the to the screen. And it all smelt of mould, frankly. And so it couldn't have been more different than the Odyssey we, we see today. Um, uh, we'll talk a little bit later on in the programme about how how it went from a closed Ehrlich building into the uh, the cinema that it, that it is today and um, tell us what you love though about the Odyssey cinema as it is today. Well
1: I just love the art deco kind of styling it's very different from any cinema you get around here um, I think it's nice to support an independent business um, we show a lot of older films as well which is nice to see um, rather than just all the big blockbusters um,
0: yeah and and you love being part of the team here?
1: Oh, I love being part of the team here. It's like a little family.
0: <laughs> Andrew, one of the team members at The Odyssey. The cinema needs a lot of day-to-day management, of course. Anna Shepherd is the manager, and she told us what her role includes. We started by talking about choosing the films.
2: Yeah, um, so we run a programme monthly, so we kind of have some films that come back each month and some that, um, like we've waited a month for um, because we don't show films on time because they're very expensive for us because we just have one screen it's a bit of a struggle to afford um like all the Disney films especially.
0: Oh is that right so so if you're a multiplex it kind of gets a bit easier to have some of those big films on release?
2: Yeah you can kind of show them in a few screens all day whereas we kind of have to be a bit more careful piecing it together more like a puzzle making sure we have um enough people coming to each show.
0: Okay, so that's all part of your job. And that, that sort of, in a way, that defines the Odyssey, doesn't it? Because because it's the kind of films you show. So, so give us some examples of the sort of things you might show.
2: Um, so more recently, we um, have a lot of documentaries. Um, we've heard Marianne and Leonard about Leonard Cohen and his um, relationship um, with Marianne. <laughs> yeah. Also, we've had uh, lots of music documentaries, really, um,
0: yeah, so Rocket Man and Yesterday and all that. Well, that's not exactly a documentary, is it? But it's a kind of music film.
2: Uh, kind of bringing up more documentaries. Um, there's also um, some community screenings we're hosting. Um, we've got Are You Proud coming um, on the 19th, which is um, a, a new film by a director, just kind of a summing up of like where we are now with the, uh, um, the LGBT community and um, what people can do to kind of help them move forward more. We've also got uh, regular French and Italian screenings um, hosted by Dr. Paul Sutton, who's a local film theorist.
0: So you do that a bit, don't you? You have these hosted screenings where somebody talks a bit about the film beforehand. uh, Tell us a bit about that.
2: Yeah, we realised that... um, on our speeches we wanted to give something a bit extra because we're showing quite interesting films and it's okay to do a bit of research a few days before but um, it's really good if you can have someone who has studied it for years um, so yeah um, screenings that
0: sorry <laughs> so, so lots of lots of great great films um, at the odyssey and, and, a, and a big variety how, how big's the team here
2: so we have quite a big team that's made up of um there's like head of department, um, bar manager, kind of um, HR, kind of programming, accounts and then projection. And then below that is kind of the bar and box office staff. And then we also have ushers as well. Um, and the ushers also help kind of distribute the programs and get them around St Albans and the local areas. We've
0: just heard from Andrew about um, how dreadful the cinema turned out to be in the early nineties. And then of course it closed down. And then after that, there was a a long period, a very long period uh, before anything much happened at all, but many attempts basically to knock the cinema down, convert it into flats, all that kind of thing. And um, just from personal knowledge, I know uh, one person in particular was very, very focused on not letting it happen. Um, Marion Hammond, who sadly has since passed away, uh, was really a big mover in trying to get someone interested in in taking this and making it what it is today and uh, I think she became a bit of a pest to James Hannaway to be honest, bless her Marion uh, but uh, James uh, was at the time, uh, had renovated the Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted, and um, that was a success and I'm sure he didn't really want to take on another renovation project but Marion somehow persuaded them that if money could be found that, that, uh, that he would lead the charge and then Anna you joined um, the Odyssey by the time basically it was nearly opening didn't you uh,
2: yes yeah, so we were due to open um, at the end of November and I joined early October so when I came to view the building when I agreed to uh, kind of help out I realized that there was a lot to be done like not much had been painted and there were no carpets and the seats <laughs> were, the seats are all in a big pile in the foyer uh, to be kind of put together and assembled Um, so (laughs) So
0: suddenly you're wondering oh no what have I walked into is this (laughs) really a cinema at all
2: yeah it was kind of exciting but also terrifying um but yeah it was such an impressive building that kind of you could kind of see that something great was going to happen but um it was still but it all had to happen in
0: about a month right so what about opening night
2: so we had four opening nights actually to kind of um, invite as many people who helped there was just so many people involved um so over four days we showed cinema Paradiso, so uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Back to the Future and Singing in the Rain, so all kind of classics that we hoped that we would also kind of regularly bring back into our programme. And so far we have played all of them as well. Um, we're about to start, well, end our fifth year, which yeah. is pretty impressive.
0: It's incredible, yeah. the five years must have gone by very quickly for you, it seems to us, I think, as though it's gone by quickly.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, just as we're kind of settling into how things are going um we'll have like new projects involved so this year we had our new bar installed kind of finally um but yeah it's very impressive and now we're planning on the designs for the downstairs bar to get that kind of up to spec to how good the upstairs one is
0: oh excellent so always things changing at the odyssey too. always new projects and so on
2: uh yeah kind of we opened a bit early but if we didn't open early we probably wouldn't have opened at yeah, all so at all, Yeah, we needed yeah
0: because money needed to come in and it's it's a it's a difficult balancing act isn't it but I uh, you know speaking personally I think from the first day I came in which might have been a couple of months after you opened it's always looked fantastic to me so so well done
2: thank you yeah
0: We've come up to the projector room here at—is that what it's called, Jeff? It's called projection. Yes, that's oh, projection. Jeff's joined us. Jeff's one of the projectionists here. Um, now you can probably hear the sound of the projectors, but I can't see any film, Jeff.
3: No, there's no film in this cinema. Um, increasingly so, you'll find it's all digital. So that means everything comes to us in a digital format.
0: Right, so you must have a really good internet connection.
3: Uh, we rely on the internet somewhat. There's also the, uh, most of our films come either by a satellite download uh, um. from the distributors, um, or or by a simple hard drive. But uh, it's delivered in a in a, a on a hard drive, which we ingest into the projector. How right. uh, but it's protected in both cases by a key so that we can't play any film until the distributors have also given us a key, a code, which comes separately. And that code is very specific to this cinema and this single projector, and for a, a short time frame while we're showing the film. So once the program is finished in the cinema, the key is automatically invalid, and the copyright, we, ha- we, we have no means of uh, playing the film without their permission, and that is how they protect their interests and uh, indeed so does the cinema so there's no no threat of anybody doing anything they shouldn't be doing
0: no taking it home for a sneaky watch Uh, at home no but why would you with a screen like this
3: (laughs) (laughs) um yes that's a perfectly valid point Uh, i think um everybody who works here is is quite keen on um on keeping things as they should be There's, there's no there's no way that we want to uh Compromise ourselves or anybody else by, by doing anything that we shouldn't do. So yeah, we are very proud of the fact that we are we have a, um, a good relationship with all the distributors.
0: And you've got two projectors, I can see here. Why, why two? That's
3: an interesting one. A lot of cinemas wouldn't, uh, but we do have two because it, uh, we use one as a main and one as a backup. But more than that, with increasing, you'll you'll have a, be aware of the 4K uh, terminology. TV at home now with ultra high definition and that's the same in here we have a 2k projector and a 4k projector and more films are becoming released in 4k resolution so we have a projector that can cope with that but we are in the very fortunate position of having a backup projector as well. Um,
0: Have you had to use it as a backup ever?
3: Occasionally but but it's it's a very unlike thank goodness in wood. it would be something like a bulb uh, an incandescent um, uh, xenon bulb Running, reaching end of life and not, not shining as brightly as it should do something like that but it, it's almost, I'm glad to say hasn't happened while we, are, we have uh, customers in, in the cinema thank goodness.
0: now do you get to see the film while you're projecting
3: I'd like to say yes but <laughs> usually there's something else to be done like 95% of the time we, we as a projection team look after all of the things that you see on screen So we're assembling music when people walk in, music for the end of the film, uh, ad packs which are delivered to us by the advertisers for specific films on specific days, um, ads and trailers as well. So we assemble a program basically, uh, not only for today but for this evening and for tomorrow and for the following week. So we're always assembling those programs and putting them together, plus around building, Routine maintenance, first line maintenance of this, that and the other, it could be from, from a light bulb to uh, the sign outside of course, which is changed uh, on a daily basis to show everybody what, what's playing.
0: And that's the projectionist's job to go up the ladder and change that?
3: Unfortunately yes, but we do have help, we have a very good team and uh, nobody, we don't do things on our own, you know, we're all part of the same team when it comes to stuff like that, so yeah.
0: And how often are you up here uh, in the projectionist's... I'd call it a booth, but it's quite a big room, actually, isn't it?
3: it I, I personally am here about ten films a month. Uh, there are a team of four. Christian, our chief projectionist, is, is basically a full-time uh, individual. But, but, of course, he has, like everybody else, he can't be here all the time. Uh, so that's why we have a team of four. We, we, there's a film two and even three times a day seven days a week so it's quite a number of hours to be fulfilled and and prepared you know you caught me this morning preparing for the next two days uh, and and future projects you know we have to look ahead uh, and that's that is most of the job when I started here I was told by Christian the main job of a projectionist is dusting and there's an element of truth in that you want to keep a good clean image on the screen so it's that, that normal routine is what, is what we're here
0: to So kind of the modern equivalent of hair in the gate, right?
3: I, yeah, that's a fair
0: comparison, yeah. Yeah. Shows how old I am. Uh, so so um, when, once you're ready to go, do you, do you get a bit of an attack of the nerves before you actually press the go button?
3: Yes, I think anybody who doesn't think, have I done everything correctly, is not doing whatever their job is, the right job. I think, yes, I'm absolutely, as we all are, dead keen to keep it right, for ourselves and for all our patrons, yeah.
0: Geoff, thanks so much for talking to us. I'm going to let you get on with preparing tonight's programme, the music, or this afternoon's programme even, and the music and, uh, and, and the films themselves. Thanks for joining us this morning. Ah, uh, great pleasure, thanks. Andrew's joining us again now. Now, Andrew, uh, we've come to the bar. We have. <laughs> what a fantastic place to be. Uh, tell us a bit about the bar. Well, there's two bars here, aren't there?
1: Yes, um, they're both the same. They both sell the same product. Our upstairs one's actually recently been renovated, Um, So it's nice and shiny and new.
0: Yeah, it looks lovely.
1: Yeah. Um, We do try to sell a lot of local products on the bar as well. Um, We sell a lot of the Tring Brewery stuff. Mm -hmm. We sell the campfire gins. Uh, We sell Pat's Whole Foods, Nick the Greek,
0: Tara's Vegan Treats you've probably seen in um, St. Albans Market at some point yeah that's great so things. so keeping it local as much as you can yeah. um and then typically on a on a typical fairly busy night, uh, how many people behind the various bars
1: um it it varies, but generally around three or four on a sold out film, yeah. um yeah, we get a lot of people of <laughs> parading the bars around, yeah.
0: How how good um, on the you t- talked earlier about talking about the films beforehand, and I know always you say please give us a hand and bring the stuff back. How good are people of St. Norburns at bringing all their empties back to the bar at the end of the film?
1: Generally, they're all right. <laughs> they're all right. Um, obviously, there is stuff left out there, but it's fine. It's it's yeah. stuff we can collect. It's part of our job.
0: <laughs> and of course, coffee has become a huge thing over the years. So uh, a lot of barista training and getting all that right.
1: Yeah, so we're all barista trained. We can do all the coffees that meet St Albans needs
0: (laughs) (laughs) really there's every single one is there what about no foam no chai latte whatever (laughs) oh chai
1: latte that's an area we've missed
0: out on (laughs) (laughs) there's always one isn't there yeah Um, well so so um On a typical evening, do do people uh, from Silverwoods come in here hungry? You have the cheese plates and things. Do they sell well?
1: Uh, Yes, they do, actually. Um, We're always surprised because we think people have had dinner and whatever, but they're still hungry for a cheese plate, which is good. (laughs) Um, We do other foods as well. We do things like uh, stuffed peppers and um, falafel and stuff. It's not just cheese plates. We've got a nice variety.
0: And then, of course, it's possible to wander up to the bar during, during the film as well.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. So the one downstairs, you can just stay down there while you're watching the film and still see the film. Um, but the people upstairs have to come down to the one in the foyer, yeah.
0: Is that a bit of a nuisance? If you're on downstairs and you're watching the film, it's like, no, oh, no, here's somebody who wants another cheese plate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it is our job, but yeah. It's sometimes annoying when we're watching the film and... Oh.
0: Uh, It must be great to be able to see the films as well though. I know you're sort of watching from a distance and doing other things, but you get to see. Yeah,
1: we get to catch up on what's new and what's coming out. Yeah, it's good fun. It's a a nice perk.
0: Now Andrew, the the box office, how do we get tickets at the Odyssey cinema? Uh,
1: So you can call up, uh, you can go online, or you can come in in person,
0: yeah. Right, simple. Uh, Simple. But but when when do films go on sale?
1: Uh, So generally it's sort of the second Friday of the month we release them to our ABL members who are advanced booking people. And then the Saturday after that is when the general public can then book for the films the next month.
0: And you do some cool things with disability access tickets as well, don't
1: you? Uh, Yes, so because disability access can't access the upstairs area we have discounted tickets downstairs and um, people with a carer card can also book as well. Uh, free ticket
0: yeah that's a nice nice touch um, so do, does it tend to get very busy here on the first Saturday of general release
1: yes <laughs> uh, especially especially around the kind of winter times when the films are more popular yeah, um, yeah. but we can manage it We yeah. we've got enough people on staff yeah.
0: so stand by everybody, get down here or phone or go on, online and, and book your tickets and they come out 10.30 on that, that Saturday usually?
1: Yes, 10.30 on that Saturday and the Friday for the advanced booking people.
0: And you can always pick up listings books here as well?
1: Can't? Uh, yes yes. so we have the programmes generally when the, uh, uh, gen- the day before general release um, and they're obviously online as well.
0: Uh, we've been here at the Odyssey Cinema, Anna thanks so much for having us this morning.
2: Thank you so much Yeah, it's been really fun having you
0: it's been lovely, and we've learned so much about a wonderful cinema. If you had to round up the cinema in a couple of sentences and say why people should come down if they've never tried, I actually, every time they come down, I hear somebody saying, oh, I've never been here before, which is quite surprising. How would you say, come on down?
2: And, well, it's how cinema should be viewed on a really big screen with a great sound system, with friendly staff, um, beautiful surroundings, and we're also always trying to find something um, engaging and interesting for you to see.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll uh, look forward to coming down. If you haven't tried The Odyssey, do come down and, and have a look at least, but uh, preferably book for a show. This podcast about The Odyssey Cinema in St Albans was produced by Radio Verulam. If you'd like to see more of our podcasts, go to radioverulam.com podcasts. You can also support our podcast by making a donation. Just head to radioverulam.com. Thank you.